0: This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined once again with Jim Sebastio. Hi, Jim. Hello, Brian. Good to see you again. Thank you, too. We're going to jump right in here in just a minute. I want to remind everybody that you can go to practicalshepherding.com and access other podcast episodes that we have done. Um, there's articles there. There's all kinds of resources and content, including a page that you can contact us. You can reach out and even Request a topic on this podcast that you would like us to tackle. You can go to the website and access all of those things. And we're going to talk today about something that is kind of near and dear to uh, both of our hearts at this point. Literally, I don't know about dear, uh, maybe it's not near, deer, but it's near. It's definitely near to you. And we want to we want to take advantage of talking about this. And that's uh, how do we do ministry in weakness? In particular, how do we how do we preach in weakness? In fact, this. As we're recording this, uh, this past weekend, uh, I jumped in and preached for you last minute at the church because something had, had been going on with you, and we want we want to let people know what's going on. One because they may hear a little bit of what's happening as as you're talking, um, but uh, will you will you take a minute and explain kind of what happened this weekend?
1: Yeah, well, it really needs to go back two weeks. Yeah, right? uh, So the last two Fridays have been humdingers for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the Oh, what it was it? The 9th, I guess, uh, right, of yeah. April. Um, uh, I was at home alone. My wife was in Missouri visiting um, one of our daughters, and uh, my older daughter, who lives at home, was out at a Bible study, and I went from having a, a slight discomfort that I'd been feeling during the day to within minutes realizing, I need to go to the emergency room. Mm. A- and I thought it might have been appendicitis, or it turned out to be the Beautiful kidney stone, which nice. I have never had. Nice. I will not describe it here. Uh, if anybody wants my vivid description, uh, you can uh, direct message me on Twitter, and I'll tell you. I will say it was not in my in my back that I felt it. It was lower, mm. and uh, it was as much agony uh, as I've ever been in. And you know, those who have had it. <laughs> So guys, you know, you can now, you know, uh, have a competition with your wife about who's been in greater pain, uh, whether she is in childbirth or you have with a kidney stone. Women I know who have had both say they'd rather give birth to a child than have another kidney stone. Really?
0: Because I, I, that sounds like an argument that a man is really – I know, really. Well, a woman okay. –
1: I've heard women say it. Okay. And I actually, I talked to a guy who was in a horrific car accident, and he said he would rather have his leg broken in multiple places again <laughs> than gracious. have a kidney stone. So that gives you wow. a little idea. Anyway, I guess so, yeah. And, um, well, Brian, I, I bring that up because, well, first of all, I <laughs> – I took some medication and went and, and did preach that following Sunday okay. and I probably shouldn't have. Uh I stood in much bodily weakness. I preached in much bodily weakness mm-hmm. and then went home and collapsed mm-hmm. in further bodily weakness and slept for eight hours. Wow. And missed the evening service mm-hmm. and all of that. Um but <sighs> I think tied to that and as part of the trauma I awoke on Friday morning to realize that the, uh, as some of you will remember, I suffer from a condition called Bell's palsy, which means that the right side of my face has been uh, paralyzed since November of 2018. 18, wow, yeah. And uh, it largely paralyzed, um, I have trouble closing my my right eye. I can barely move my lip on that side. Well, I said to my wife on Friday morning, I said, I think my bells is acting up, getting a little bit worse. Well, what I didn't realize at that moment was that it had actually now spread to the other side of my face. Mm -hmm. So I now have the condition on both sides of my face. Which is incredibly rare. Which is incredibly rare. I mean, it's like um i don't know an albino panther or something like yeah. that you know i mean they they exist but they're very rare yeah, I, yeah. I i um so that means neither of my eyes work correctly neither side of my face um you know so i have paralysis in my tongue i have it i can feel it on the inside of my nose i, I you know mm-hmm. right down to my you know but unlike last time um I'm able to communicate better, not certainly not perfectly and and some will notice probably some difference in a, a, a further list uh, in the way that I speak, but I'm able to speak. Um, the last time I had it, it got progressively worse for a few days uh, and then leveled out for months and then it gradually it it, it did improve. I'm not healed uh, on the on the right side and mm-hmm. the left side, uh, is not quite as bad as it was. Uh, the left side is not as bad as the right side was and is. Um, but anyway, it was one of those things. It, the emotional trauma of of having that realized is just one of these like worst case scenario type things. Yeah. You, like you just can't believe it's happening. Yeah. Um, but again, to try to embrace. Uh, I say this often to myself and I say it to the congregation Deuteronomy 29:29 is a, is near at hand the, the hidden things belong to the Lord our God those things that are revealed belong to us and to our children that we may do according to all this law and I have to focus on what's revealed and what's not I don't mm-hmm. know why I do know who I do know you know I I, I know who I, that is at God is not uh, impassive in this. He's not hands off in this. He's not surprised in this. That yeah. God has brought this into my life. I also know that He is good, and I know that He loves me, and I know that He's working all things together for my good. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to understand how, right? And I don't need to understand when. Uh, I want to know those things, but those are hidden things. And but it it is a reminder. <laughs> I was thinking of what's ahead. So my the, my plan, and I'm still planning to do this, but you know, for months I've been planning a retreat that I'm going to be doing in Seattle coming up, and I'm preaching on Sunday, and then I'm finishing, Lord willing, my book for practical shepherding while, yes. I'm, while I'm out there. Yes, great. and then preaching at a marriage conference, and then preaching again <laughs> the following Sunday. So six <laughs> ministries in six or seven days, uh, and finishing a book and then this hits mm-hmm. you know well first you know the, with the kidney stone is it, it adds a new dimension of life like you never know when this is going to hit again right uh cuz oh no that's there now the fact that um, you can have one yeah well yeah, oh, now instead. i know i i, I have right. this in me and, and so that that adds a layer of interest to life sure and then to have you know your appara- part of your apparatus in preaching well is your voice but also your Your face, face, yeah, and my face is frozen. It's like those T-shirts where they have you know Darth Vader angry, Darth Vader sad, you know, or or a dog, you know, your Labrador. This this, and it's all the same face. Well, I have one face, uh, um, and it was gruesome enough before, and now it's like uh, uh, even more so. So, you know, uh, and Brian, this this stems off of, and I think this is really we want to just. This is not a unique thing. Uh, God's servants have ministered long uh, in weakness. Um, even I, I want to just let me touch on some scriptures real quickly, and yeah. we'll talk these back and forth well, hey, a little be- bit before you before you go there, Jim.
0: Thank you for the up- sharing the update letting everybody know what's going on. And yeah, and I want to I want to stop just encourage people as you as you're listening to this and think of Jim uh, that you would you would pray for him that God would restore these things and, and bring healing. We're we were praying for that right before we got on, but I just want to encourage people to, if you commit, yeah, to, Thank you to doing that, and also just grateful for Jim to share the update. So when you when you hear a little bit of of speech things as you're talking, that's obviously what's going on, right, yeah. no, Jim? As you're talking, okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah, go ahead continue. But you know, yeah, I just you know, three texts primarily, and all of these are difficult for. <laughs> I admit they're difficult for me uh, to embrace. Um, it's so counterintuitive as to what we think of as powerful, effective ministry. But one of them is in 1 Corinthians 2, where Paul says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's both bodily weakness. Paul obviously dealt with some degree of bodily weakness, and it would appear something to do with his eyes. Yeah. Paul said to the Galatians, you would gladly give me your eyes, you know. So mm-hmm. there it appears he had an eye problem. Yeah. I have an eye problem, but neither one of my eyes can shut. Mm. I haven't shut my right eye properly in two and a half years. Wow. Uh, and now my left eye won't close. So that's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, drying out and stinging and all of those things. But But he's not just talking about bodily weakness. He was there also with some emotional weakness. Yeah. Um, it was hard for him. Whatever he had to deal with with them, it affected him. It, it, and it wasn't just he was going to march in there, chest puffed out, shoulders back, and throw down the law and do what he had to do. It mm-hmm. it affected him emotionally, the troubles of the congregation and their relationship with him. Yeah, yeah, And I would rather deal, in many ways, I'd rather deal with the physical weakness than the emotional weakness. But then there's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 12, there's a a passage where where you think about are there things that happen to me because I'm in ministry are there are there you know what I don't know if, if I were a banker, would I be having this a you know a car salesman or a ditch digger or you yeah. know whatever I don't know what I you know is it just me is it my the way my body's constituted, or is some of this related to ministry not just for my sake but for the congregation's sake and yeah. paul says in second corinthians 4 12 death is at work in us so that life will be at work in you right that's right and there is that sense in which you know as the instrument that brings the word is often broken and, and frail uh, that people who who very often don't want to themselves you know openly declare that they're broken and frail mm-hmm. and when that message comes through to that kind of a vehicle again, not the, not that there's anything wrong with being in great shape and looking great and you know, all of this. Um, But there's a difference between that instrument and and the more broken instrument. Mm. There's almost something more beautiful when a you know if a guy goes up and he starts playing this incredible, beautifully beautiful violin or something, and everybody you know. But let him take one that looks broken and frail and. Because it's in the master's hand, it it's, it brings forth a sound that only he could bring. Yeah, I think that's part. And then obviously, Brian, you know, the Second um, Corinthians chapter twelve, which is the, yep. the, the you know, I will glory in my weakness when I'm weak, I'm strong. When I'm weak, I'm strong. Yep. I've said sometimes that if there's any text in the Bible, I wish I could take out. It's that one, <laughs> and I really because I, I yeah. realize that it is an invitation to suffering. It's a paradigm that weaknesses. It's a paradigm, right. And that I don't want and I don't like because my. (laughs) Because doesn't it make sense? I'm strong when I'm strong and I'm weak when I'm weak. Mm -hmm. And that's, isn't that, isn't that is, that's the way it is. And and to try to say, I'm going to go out and do all the things that I'm called to do and to have so much of your instrumentation taken away from you. Mm -hmm. But what does it make you do? It makes you rely and pray and and to realize that if this is going to be done and done to any degree in an edifying way, it's going to have to be something outside of myself. I can't bring enough of myself. I don't have enough of myself to bring Mm -hmm. to faithfully accomplish what I'm being called to do. Which is ministers to the people you're
0: ministering to in a very unique way because they see the weakness. And yet, you're still willing to come and try to minister to them. I mean, it, what 2 Corinthians, uh, twelve really is is a paradigm for the Christian life that is very counterintuitive. You know, like you said, when we're, we want to be strong, when we're strong, we're strong. When we're weak, we're weak. Wait, I mean, Christ uh, being at work in us and through us changes all of that. Right. The, that true strength uh, comes out of weakness. That so that is a that is just a different kind of way to see life. And in a way that I think is not is not intuitive for us as human beings to want to see life. And maybe
1: again. even as Americans, you know, our, our, the Christianity, is, people say, oh, that's a religion for the weak. And absolutely it is. Come to me, all you who are that's weary. Right. Yeah. And it's not just one of the... It was very interesting. I had a kid who used to go to our church, sent me a message that morning as I was driving to an appointment on, on Friday morning with realizing just as that hit, just as I realized the left side of my face was paralyzed. Oh, really? I looked down and a note said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give (laughs) you this. At at that exact moment, a 16-year-old kid who... And that text, properly translated, is not just come, but it's be coming to me. Yeah, yeah. And so we don't just go to Jesus when we're weak and weary once and find rest for our souls That's mm. a, it's a continuous action yeah. and um and again it's a, it's a, it's a, it's hard you know we 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 read the stories of guys of old like not about kidney stones <laughs> john uh john calvin apparently used to have to get carried around in a chair people had to pick him up and carry him because he couldn't move because of the the kidney stone pain and he didn't have what I do he didn't have the the pain medication and Flomax or the ability to fully understand he 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 taught and he preached yeah. and he kept preaching his his ministry much, so much of his ministry was beset with weakness i think it was he who said i think of how much more i would accomplish if i were not constantly feeling like i were dying <laughs> and, and yet Isn't that incredible it's, to hear that I mean, yeah and
0: you got and you got guys like spurgeon and others who were in the same boat had yeah gout physical and, and emotional emotional right
1: in we, we, weakness that that op, that just was rare and spurgeon and i know spurgeon would say that he felt the emotional weakness yeah and the depression again how many of us think to ourselves if, if i were not sad if only I were glad and my thinking were clear, because, I mean, don't we need this? Don't we want this? Don't we want to function at peak capacity? Sure, yeah. Don't we want to, and we do. I mean, we do, and and there's a part of that's right. We want to be as strong as we can be to give as much of ourselves for as long as we can. I had a, because I, I have struggled through the years to take good care of myself, you know, because I've got heart condition, um, I'm a little bit on the fluffy side of uh, of, of um, a <laughs> uh, fit, um, but a man said years ago in a little book I read, he said, you know, your body is the only instrument you have with which to serve God, mm-hmm. and then his argument was, it behooves you to take good care of it. Yeah, but even when you strive to take good care of it, it the, the weakness and and the other things can still come. You can you can have the best diet exercise and a stroke might hit, a heart attack might come, cancer might come. There's no guarantee. Mm -hmm. And without that, though, but just the the day-to-day grind of ministry, at some point, if you do ministry right, it will make you say with the Apostle Paul, who can do this? Who is sufficient for this? Mm -hmm. And he wasn't just talking there about physically. Because our job is not as physically demanding as other jobs, but there is an emotional element that will that will break you at some point it will make you say I can't do this we're seeing we're, we're
0: seeing this a lot Jim and you're involved in a lot of things that, that we're doing with practical shepherding and a lot of the pastors I mean as I'm hitting my late 40s and you know a lot of pastors in their 40s and 50s in particular are seeing physical manifestations of what I'm convinced is what you just described it's yeah. the the wear and tear of of the emotional and mental uh, and struggle of of just of just being in ministry for a long period of time, and things are showing up that's exposing two things. I think one, pastors haven't cared for themselves as well as they should have through this. Right. And two, what you're talking about, just the the wear and tear, the unique wear and tear that ministry brings on a pastor. That I mean, there's you know, we're in a fallen world. There's 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 struggle. There's wear and tear. There's suffering that affects. All, everybody in in life, but because pastors are called to bear their own burdens and then bear other people's burdens right. on top of that, yep. I think that that mental, spiritual, emotional, uh, starts to show up in the body physically, and 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 emotionally in in those ways, and it usually shows up in the 40s and 50s in a way that is kind of you can't ignore anymore. A lot of pastors in their twenties and thirties kind of just press through and are able to oh, what, have the yeah. energy to what do I that. What I did,
1: what I did in my twenties, thirties, and fo- up until I was forty-nine. Yeah. At, four, at forty-nine, I had a heart attack, yeah. and and I haven't been the same since then. I, I have I have not felt well a single day of my life since then. Yeah, and that's discouraging. Uh, sure. It's hard. Um, you, uh, it's it's hard to do all the things you know you need to do to to get better. Uh, and and to feel as well as you could, um, it, it 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 does bring a a certain drag onto your life. It also produces it can produce an urgency in your life to realize I don't know I don't know how much time I have left. I don't know how many more ministries I have. It it can it also produces in you a sympathy I think for others. I never understood bodily weakness until I endured bodily yeah. weakness. And I didn't, I, I, I questioned people's tenacity or their courage or their, uh, or, or are they really that sick or does it really hurt that bad? Yeah. And, and and then it happens to you and you, and it, it, you realize oh, I'm shame on me for, for that. So I think, I think it
0: produces another thing on top of that. And I want us, I want us to, this to be the last thing we talk about, but I want to get, I want to go here. And that is what we're talking about. Forces p- you and others to seek help and support yeah. as you go through this. When you can't do it all, even though we thought we could, we got to regroup and somehow. So right. Friday hits, okay. So you, you realize. So this other bout with Bell's palsy hits on Friday. Uh, what you you preached through the kidney stone last about the Sunday before, but said yeah. you shouldn't have. What did what did you end up doing this past Sunday?
1: Well, Brian, I, I, well, I called a guy named Brian Croft. Oh, yeah. Um, what I, what I, would you
0: do in the morning? Who preached in the morning?
1: Uh, well, my fellow elder, one of my fellow elders, he was already scheduled to preach in the morning. And you I were, were going scheduled to preach in, to preach in, in the, the evening. evening. Okay. And honestly, I could have done it. Right. And I'm going to tell you two reasons why I didn't. Uh, two very clear reasons why I didn't. One was I was... I was hoping you'd get me a donut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're just going to keep running the donut jokes. Absolutely. Into the as they sit here. Yeah. You know, I actually brought Brian a donut That's today. Right. Thank you. Um, I thought I had to eventually do that. Mm-hmm. No, what well, one was, I thought I am going to give myself a break. Mm-hmm. I, 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 oh. I was, I felt very tired on Saturday. I, it would have been a lot of prep that day to preach. Uh, I you know it was a message I wanted to preach. I, I you know I was eager to preach in many ways, and I realized I could do. I I mean with with my listening and everything else, I could have done it. Yeah, I agree. But, but one of the reasons why I said I I I I don't have to do this. There is help available. People were offering to help. I can take advantage of that help. I need to deal with my pride, maybe in some of those ways. Yeah. That was one. But the other thing was, I thought if I do this, I am setting. I could set a good example in some way of, of hey, look, you, you have to push through, you have to endure. But I thought to myself, I can at times set a bad example Okay, uh, to tell people that, I want to tell it's okay to be hurt, it's okay to need help. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of young guys in our congregation right now who are boys Bible college and, and Southern seminary students. And I did it for them. I wanted mm-hmm. them to see that, you need help sometimes Mm and that it's not always a good example to come, you know, dragging your broken leg into the pulpit and hang on there Mm -hmm. and preach through exquisite pain to show you can do it. Right. It just to show you can do. And again, again, there, there can be a blessing to that to go, Oh, look at that. Look at that weakness. Look at, you know, But other times it's like, you know what? Sometimes you need the help and camaraderie, of others. And um, mm-hmm. so I was very grateful that you were there to preach. Uh, my, The man under whose ministry I was converted was visiting that weekend. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I, I wanted, you know, he very rarely gets time off. So I wanted him just to be able to enjoy the ministry. Right, and right. others had offered to preach. And so, you know, I'm thankful again. I have that. Not everybody does. Some guys can't do what I did. They don't have somebody they can call upon in 24 hours or five yeah. hours and say, hey, uh, Can you come help? And not everybody. I do, so that's a a special blessing. And so,
0: yeah, no, I and I, I I think you're you make an interesting point that it it could be one or the other, depending. Right? There's there's something good about pressing on and pressing through weakness to do our ministry, but there is also some a piece that's important that that we ask for help and we model that for people, Um, and and that we take advantage of the people we take advantage of pastoral friendships. We take advantage of the people who are offering to help and genuinely, genuinely can help. So, you know, as we've talked, I mean, this is the first time in 25 years of ministry that I, you, you could have called me with a day's notice right. and, and I could come. And, but that, but I was, you know, I was glad to come out, you know, I love being at your church and preaching at your church anytime. And so that was, you know, that, that was something I was, I was looking forward to and I was, I was glad to be able to be a help in that. But again, what you have people in your church, you could have called on, but, what happens to the pastor who really has nobody to call on like that uh, yeah. to be able to come and so I, I wanted i wanted to be able to talk about this just to remind pastors of the need to develop close pastoral friendships with other pastors in other churches you know and whether they can come preach for you in that crisis moment or whether they know somebody who could but but to be able to try to create a a friendship a fraternity of guys around you to be a help to you when you have that time of need that
1: comes. And I think as well, Brian, I want to add to that as best you can, if you can, cultivate gifts in your church. Um, allow, allow through the months and years, starting now, other people to have access to your pulpit. Some men, I think, our pulpit should be guarded. It should not be jealously guarded. And okay. by jealously, I don't, I don't, I mean jealously in regard to the truth. Yes but not in regard to yourself don't be afraid and some guys are don't be afraid of having other gifted men access to your congregation with some kind of a fear that their affections may start going after that person mm. rather than toward you that can and i say that because i i know that i know that that happens and guys mm. don't if they're gifted men in your church uh, that, that have, we use the, the, the violent expression because we're Americans. Hey, do you have a bullet in your gun? You know, sometimes. And that you know, do you have a sermon ready to preach? Well, I think, I think anybody who's a preacher maybe ought to come to church or, or be even on Saturday or Sunday morning ready you know that you know, so I had another a younger guy, you know, a younger guy in the church that we have done some training with for ministry, and he also asked, Hey, do you need me to, you know, step up? You know, so I'm glad for that. And, and he's preached for us before, allow younger men access to your pulpit, or, or, or not it, younger men, older men who have some gift if sure. that can be cultivated, and encourage them to have, you know, some ministry ready that, that can go, or just yep. so that. We never know when our weakness will hit. Right. We, we, you, you can't. It's not on the schedule. It wasn't on my calendar. Yep. It hit in the providence of God, and it hit close to Sunday, yep. as it tends to do with me. Yes,
0: and we had for years. I had uh, several guys just because we had them. I would, I would say to them, go ahead and write a sermon now, mm-hmm. to where, and you have in a matter of two hours, I could call you and you yeah. could, you could come. Minute preach, men, you to, preaching yeah. minute men. So I, you know, not everybody has that, but even to have one person in your church that could step up and do that and ask them to have that ready because you just don't know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So Jim, I appreciate you being willing to talk about this. I think that this was important for us to talk about one, by just to give an update on your, what's yeah. going on. Cause there's a lot of people listening to this who, who care about your ongoing recovery, even right. the, from even two years ago. And, and how this has happened. So um, I want to take a minute to close this out and and I want to pray for you and, and let you. the listeners kind of just be in agreement with me as I pray for you. So let's, let's do that as we wrap this up. Lord, would you, um, would you just put your hand on Jim and pray for a healing touch uh, and ask that you would do that work? We know you can. So we, we ask that you would, if it be your will, but Lord, we desire your will and whatever you want Jim to learn and to be taught and to to draw near to you through this time of suffering, that you would meet him in that and comfort him in it, that he would experience your presence and your love, and all that that happens in the coming days. Lord, we pray if you allow him to go and do ministry out west this week, that you would um, that you would bless it, that you would strengthen his his physical body and his health to be able to go do whatever it is you would call him to do, and that is he ministers in weakness. That you would. You would bless it in a special way. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.